Welcome to the Caring Collaboratively podcast. My name is Dr. Summer McMurray. I'm a speech language pathologist and the founder of Carolina Pediatric Therapy. We are a multi-site interprofessional collaborative practice of speech language pathologists, occupational therapists, physical therapists, behavioral health practitioners, including psychologists, licensed clinical social workers, licensed clinical mental health counselors, and licensed marriage and family therapists, and an amazing group of support professionals who've been serving children and families across our region since 2002. This podcast is for anyone who is team-oriented, is looking for a great place to work, is wondering how we create a positive, connected, and meaningful workplace experience for our colleagues and teammates, and would like to apply some of what we do to your own workplace. It's also for those who'd like to learn more about leading and working in a collaborative practice or a team of any setting, and for those who are interested in how you can participate in creating a work culture that you love, that brings joy to the workplace, builds resilience, and makes you excited about Mondays and every other day of the work week. So thank you for listening. Welcome to the Caring Collaboratively podcast, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Summer McMurray. I'm a speech language pathologist, and I'm the founder of Carolina Pediatric Therapy. And today I'm here with our physical therapy mentors group. So first of all, if you all could just go around and introduce yourself, tell me what clinic you are working in and the settings that you work at at Carolina Pediatric Therapy. My name is Tara Warner. I am a physical therapist here at Carolina Peds, and I am mainly in the Waynesville Clinic but I also work at a couple of charter schools and home with our CDSA and in the clinic. Hi, I am Leilani Maven. Um, I'm also a physical therapist. I work in the Hendersonville clinic mostly, uh, but I also do some daycares and in-home visits in the area. My name is Jen Bash. I'm the director of physical therapy. I'm also a physical therapist and I kind of treat all over. I treat um, mostly community visits in the Waynesville area and the greater Asheville area. Well, thank you guys so much for joining the conversation about this today. In this series, we've done several of these episodes about an embedded mentorship program and the benefits of that. And at Carolina Peds, 100% of our new team members that join, whether they're a new graduate or if they have experience, they receive structured support through this mentorship program. And so we wanted to share with the listeners more about the program, hear from the different perspectives of each team on mentorship, and because some things are the same across the teams, and then some things are a little different with physical therapy versus occupational speech, behavioral health. Uh, So we wanted to share those similarities and differences. And then um, also just, you know, talking to people on the team that are actually doing the mentoring. You guys from the PT perspective, we really want to hear about that today um, and learn about your thoughts and how it's impacted you as a clinician, as well as those that you've mentored. So the first thing I want to ask you all is when you hear the word mentor, what comes to mind? When I hear the word mentor, I instantly think of a person in an educator role, someone who is a positive role model, who is there to help facilitate growth and learning. Uh, So very similar to that, uh, but I, my whole family is like big sports fans. So I think of things a lot from like a a team or athletic perspective. And when I think of mentor, I kind of think about like that coaching side of things where it's somebody that you can confide in, somebody that you're, you can go to and talk to for advice or um, get help whenever you need it. And they also help to facilitate your, your growth and, and what you're doing, what you're learning and what you're providing the services that we're doing, obviously PT. Mm-hmm. All right. So why did you feel like it was important to become a mentor on this team? 
I felt it was important to be a mentor because it's something that is constantly done throughout your whole lifespan. I've been mentee. I feel like I'm still in a mentee position as well as a mentor position. So I thought it was really nice being on the other perspective to know that there's someone you can go to to confide in, that you can trust and ask questions, bring up concerns without feeling judged or feeling silly. So I thought that was really important to me with wanting to be a mentor. Yeah, I feel like as um, when I first came into the job, it was really helpful to me to have a mentor, somebody that kind of could lead and guide me and show me the ropes a little bit about what I needed to do and how I needed to do it. And I felt like it made such an impact on me that I wanted to be able to to return that favor to any of our new hires uh, to be able to help them in that same way. I think it's a really nice way to sew back into our profession, um, just like we take on students and try to foster their learning and kind of build them up to be ready to become physical therapists. I don't think that that relationship should ever stop at that moment in time. I think it's really nice to continue to sew into other physical therapists um, and thinking about, you know, by building them up and fostering their skills, thinking about all the future lives that they're now going to impact. Um, And so I like to think about that ripple effect too, it's pretty neat. So this is more specific to physical therapy. Why do you all feel like it's important for physical therapists to have a mentor? I think it's important for physical therapists to still have a mentor because there's always constant changes with the way you're treating. There's new ways and discovering new things that might work better. So it's a constant kind of rotating door. So even though I might be in that mentor position, sometimes my mentees might actually have some input that I haven't had. So I'm even constantly learning as well. So that's really important for physical therapy because it helps just hone our clinical skills and gives us a great toolbox to use with our patients, but then also to use in other non-patient care aspects as well. Yeah, I think it is really important for physical therapists to have a mentor because yeah, the field is changing constantly. You're always getting new ideas, new treatments. Um, You're constantly seeing different diagnoses and and different patient types. And you're always needing something new, something different uh, to try to help with those patients. So I think just from a physical therapist perspective, it's nice to have somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. Um, and really be able to bring your best foot forward to all your treatment sessions. I think physical therapists treat in so many different clinic settings and do so many different types of physical therapy that no matter how much schooling you've had or even how much experience you've had, I think that there are nuances that you're going to find specifically at Carolina Peds, whether it's you haven't had to communicate with families in this way or you haven't seen children in the community, or you've never treated in a charter school. So I think that regardless of how much experience you have, there's always something to be learned. And so mentors really kind of fill that gap and make sure that we're equipping our team with the best skills that we possibly can. And very specifically to this particular job, not just physically in general, but very specifically here. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you all think makes a effective mentor? What qualities does that person need to have if they're going to be a mentor? So the first thing that I instantly think of is someone who is able to listen, take in what's being said, not trying to kind of over talk, but also 
realizing that those perspectives or their feelings or whatever it may be, those are very important to them. So not trying to overlook them, but take that into account and then being honest with your feedback, but making sure that feedback is focused on positive and that effective, constructive feedback to move forward. I feel that's some of the biggest qualities that I instantly think of is just having that good listening, but being honest and open. Yeah. I think the same qualities that make a good friend in general, like, um, somebody that you can talk to somebody that you are confident in, but that, you know, that they're going to give you that, that honest, constructive feedback, um, without that judgment attached to it. So somebody that you can really rely on and count on, I think would make a good mentor. I think a mentor is finding the best skills that somebody has and building those up to come up with a solution to whatever problem is happening. So not just fixing it for them, because me as a mentor, I'm going to have different skills than my mentee, but it's identifying what it is that this mentee has to be able to empower them to, you know, find a solution to whatever they were struggling with. And that person may not even know that they have those skills, but it's on the job of the mentor to kind of highlight that and bring it to their attention that they are capable of doing this thing that may be scary or unfamiliar to them. Yeah. It sounds like a very strength-based approach. Yes. Yes. So in thinking about mentoring and the different ways that we do it, because we do have students, we have new graduates and we have experienced clinicians, what is different about mentoring an experienced clinician versus a new graduate physical therapist? So a lot of that will come with the different level of support or wisdom or teaching you may provide. So I think of an experienced clinician, they are probably going to have a lot of already clinical skills. So they're going to need more mentoring in the non-patient care aspects, whether it's with the documentation, the billing, how things are done in the charter school, or how things are done with CDSA or early intervention. So those will be a lot different for an experienced clinician, whereas a new grad, they might need a little bit more support in those clinical skills because that's something where they don't have those years of experience yet. So they're going to need maybe a little bit more help with certain diagnoses they've never seen. So that's a lot of where the difference comes from. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it is really more based on you know, the documentation system that we use, um, and how to, how to do those notes in a timely fashion, um, in accordance with like our, our guidelines. And then, um, more based on just that other aspect of like figuring out authorizations and insurances and, and all that kind of behind the scenes versus like specific hands-on skills. You know, we were just having a conversation um, before we started this about that. And that's what's nice about this mentorship program, because it's not necessarily a clear defined path. It's really up for the mentor and mentee to identify areas where a person may need more help. And so this program can really be tailored to meet that need. It doesn't have to follow the same cookie cutter model for every single mentor mentee relationship. Yeah, very individualized mm-hmm. type of a program. Yeah, for each person. Well, so what does that look like? So, you know, you you all have different folks that you're mentoring. What does mentoring look like for you on on a weekly basis? What is kind of the the time involvement there and what what are you putting into that uh, for the mentee? 
So right now with my mentee, we are in different locations. So we rely a lot on technology to help communicate. So whether we're sending each other quick texts, we have like a system to contact specific about a patient through our EMR system. So I will send like a task to let them know, hey, you forgot to add this in this note or make sure you document this in the communication log. We um, can also try to do some Zoom meetings and stuff, but when our schedules allow it, we will try to meet in person. But so on a regular basis, you know, when they send me messages, I try to reach back out in a timely manner, but also where I'm fully treating too, we know there's going to be that little bit of give and take, but still trying to have kind of that open door policy to let them know, hey, you can come to me with any questions, whether it is EMR system related, whether it's patient care related, whether it's like trying to figure out how to do something with another discipline, all of those aspects, I'm here to just help support you and help you kind of brainstorm and be that sounding board where you can bounce things off of me and give you that feedback. So a lot of it, you know, it'll be throughout the day. Maybe when I'm on lunch, I'll be able to send a quick text back. If I have a cancellation, I'm able to try to call. We'll try to work in those and really look at our schedules too, to see when we can match up and when we can meet in person. So that's a lot of what it looks like on a regular basis for me. So my most recent uh, mentee was a new graduate physical therapist. And for us, it was a little bit different. So we, uh, in the beginning, we set up where we could have our schedules kind of overlapped where I would be able to be present for a treatment session or an evaluation and provide some more of that feedback that she was um, needing to, to do those different sessions. Uh, Cause that was something that she was interested in was having a little more um, feedback on her style, I guess, with her evaluation process and then with her treatment session. So that was a little more at the beginning. And then um, as she got more comfortable in her clinical skills, then it became more of a, a check-in um, every week that we would talk about you know, the EMR system, if she was having any difficulties with anything, had any questions specifically around um, that or communication with, with different services like the CBSA or daycares or schools. And so it transitioned more into that over time based on what she needed. Kind of like an evolution over time where it was more intense in the beginning and then kind of tapers off as mm-hmm. they get more comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, so for you all, what makes you most excited about being a mentor? I think the biggest thing that is exciting about being a mentor is one, the developing relationship you make with your mentee, but also with your other mentors and having that new kind of position to kind of grow in and really work on your own kind of leadership skills, my communication style. So it's a constant learning process for me as well, which I love to learn and I love knowing new things and stuff. So it's just nice for the learning aspect, but also for the relationships that you make. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, like who my mentor was and then who my mentees are. I do feel like you build such a strong bond because you have to spend a lot of that time communicating over those first few months. And I, I do look forward to those relationships in general. Um, but then also just knowing like how Jen said earlier, like you're sewing into the profession, you're, you're helping these clinicians like really build in their career and feel comfortable where they're at, um, and in their own skin kind of in their, in their role here. So I really find that most exciting about being a mentor. 
And I think it's a nice um, using a different part of your brain to teach. You know, we're so used to kind of paring down some of our knowledge to communicate effectively with patients and parents. So it's nice to kind of like put on your nerd hat for a minute and, you know, talk shop with another PT. Um, and it's just really gratifying to just to see them meet their goals and do something that was initially really hard or scary for them. And to see them master that is just really gratifying as the mentor. So what do you all observe as the impact on the mentee? I think a lot of what Jen kind of just said, seeing them feel confident with their decision-making skills and being able to do the day-to-day basics and then also start to be like, oh, well, I can also add this in or I can do a little bit more. And they're realizing just the potential they have. And then that growth, I think that is a big piece of it. Yeah, I think it's kind of a bittersweet process because by the time you get kind of towards the end of the mentorship, you're like, oh, they don't need me anymore. <laughs> like I, I dread that about my my son and my kids that eventually they're not going to need me. And then it kind of feels like that, like by the time they get through and then you just like watch them, they're running their schedule, they're doing all their documentation well, they're doing great with their their treatment sessions and evaluations. And it kind of feels like, okay, now I can like send them off into the world and and let them be free. Um, so it is kind of, it's really gratifying in that that sense, but kind of bittersweet too, because sometimes they, they just go and they do so well on their own <laughs> and that's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually got to mentor Tara, and then she's had the chance to be a mentor herself for the first time. So that's just been a cool evolution of things and the ultimate goal, right? You know, we want to sew into um, each other so that they can become those future leaders. Yeah. And kind of hand over the reins. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's a really good point. I was forgetting that we have some mentor pairs in here um, that Jen, you've mentored. Now you've got, now, now Leilani, did, Jen, did you mentor Leilani as well? No, I did not. No, okay. All right. So then, so Tara, then tell me a little bit about that evolution because you started out, you're being, you were being mentored and now you. And I think Tara was really the first start of our mentor program at Carolina Peds. It was very new. We were still kind of defining it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's actually true. Yeah. So Tara, tell us about that just a little bit as far as this evolution and then, and then a little bit about that relationship afterwards, because you talk about kind of letting people launch, right? And then, but that relationship is still there afterwards. It just is a little different, right? So yes. how did it start for you? And then you've gotten to this point. Um, so definitely being in that mentee position, like having Jen, she was one who I feel like we instantly kind of just connected and clicked and you could feel it. And I feel like that's really important too. So I was like, okay, I know this is going to be like my go-to person. I know I have someone I can rely on who is going to help me. And you could tell, like, she honestly wants to see me succeed and wants me to do better and realize that potential. So that was just really nice to, you know, to have that person who is not only a mentor, but kind of like your cheerleader, like that encourager, like, okay, you know, you really, you know what you're doing. It's just, let me help you figure out so you can see it too. So being in that perspective, it's definitely, and like, I'll still go to Jen even now, like we still have that relationship where it's like, I know I can still go to her and she can help be my sounding board still for different things and help me work through and decide on how to do it, especially now being in that new mentor role. Cause it's still, like I said, it's a whole other different aspect being a mentee to now being a mentor. So it's been nice to 
see how she interacted with me, what worked for me so I can utilize those same things and see, will it work with my men mentee? Will it not? But also be able to just grow in that aspect has been really rewarding as well. What is a lesson that each of you have learned from being a mentor? I think the biggest lesson that I have learned being a mentor is having adaptability and flexibility and just knowing you know, this might work well with one person, but it might not work at all for the other. And so just knowing how you can adapt and trying different treatment strategies is kind of the same thing. I kind of bring it into my mentor style as well. Like the same for the kids I treat. One thing might work great for one kid and it's not going to work for the other one. So just having that adaptability and that flexibility to know, okay, this isn't working, being able to have that honest conversation and say, hey, this isn't right working. What is something you feel would work better and using that to then just grow even more into it? I think for me, it's been a great way to learn how to give feedback, um, how to be that good, like listener first and then give the feedback. Um, I think, you know, I hadn't really had that opportunity in the past to, to really give my own feedback to other people. So in order to like watch something or listen to a question and then be able to provide that more positive, constructive feedback and, and be able to like, think in my head, like, okay, what would I need? Like, if I was having this situation, how would I be able to explain this or, um, provide that information to them and how, how are they going to perceive it? Um, so, you know, really controlling, you know, tone, facial expressions, all those things that, you know, I never really had to, to do before. Um, you know, cause with patients and, and little ones and families and stuff, it's a little different of how you give that feedback. So again, that kind of peer one-on-one -on -one with another physical therapist, um, being able to, to provide that feedback in a good constructive, positive way. For me, it was learning how to coach too. I think it's very easy for me to just like switch into type A mode. Like I know how things should be and it's just easier and faster for me just to do it and get it done. Um, but that's totally the opposite goal of what mentoring is. And so really having to work on my coaching strategies and way I communicate and allow a person that space to have time to grow and struggle a little bit because there's value in that versus just coming in and being a fixer. And so being, you know, learning how to be more patient in those situations has been valuable. Shifting to that coaching mentality is definitely a challenge for the type A's in the room. You like yes. to direct everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, my last question for you all is, you know, what is your biggest hope for the mentee as they're going through this with you? My biggest hope for my mentee and hopefully future mentees is just them having the confidence and the knowledge to be able to get the job done in a timely, efficient manner, something that doesn't feel so daunting to them. I want them to feel like, hey, I got this. I know the steps. I know what I need to do to just get it done and just know that, you know, I'm still here as well, um, just in case if anything else does come up. But I think that's my biggest hope for them is just them knowing that they can do it. Yeah, I think my biggest hope for my mentees is that they will be able to trust me and be able to confide in me and have that confidence and, um, and just like thought that they can reach out to me whenever they 
need or want to um, during our mentorship and after our mentorship, whether it's like something specific job related or even something else. Like I just want them to be able to build that that trust in me, but then also to be able to build that confidence in themselves so that whenever the mentorship program is, you know, over that they'll be able to, to go off and do what they need to do, but then, you know, feel totally open and ready to ask a question. If something does come up, that's kind of uncharted territory, but yeah, just like overall confidence in themselves and in me. Yeah. Those were both really great answers. I would echo all of that and just that sense of empowerment and confidence because, um, you know, we hire people with really great skills. And I think it's nice to have somebody like I want to be the person that highlights that and lets people know that they're capable of so many great things and they're helping families and doing really great work. So I hope that we leave that formal mentor mentee relationship with them feeling really confident in what they're doing. And also knowing that they have that relationship really for as long as they need you there. When that formal mentorship is over, the relationship is still there. And that's what's so lovely about a mentorship program to begin with is that it's really like we're learning for life and we're creating relationships for all of our career. And so hopefully we're, we're planting that in the beginning when people get started and they always have that confidence and they have those relationships to build on their career and continue to get better. So, well, thank you guys so much for sharing, sharing your heart on mentoring and specifically from the PT standpoint. And I really appreciate you guys being mentors. Uh, we couldn't put together these layers of support for people without you guys putting the time in and really having those, that heart of a teacher, that heart of a coach to do that. So thank you guys so much. And for those who are listening, thank you for listening and for joining.